0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Java Chapman. I'm... In front of the microphone this morning, I'm usually behind the boards, but I'm filling in for Jason Klein, and I'm sitting here with contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks and uh, Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl. Now, last week was Halloween, but if you ever want to hear some true horror stories... Talk to any home inspector, from the obvious to the smallest defects. A home inspector is there not to judge your home, but to make sure your home and its systems are adequately working for a comfortable living experience. Like I said, I have Pam Piper's here today. She's going to talk about what a home inspector looks for during a home visit, and also uh, take take your questions. And as always, you know we want to know what you're working on. If you have any general home improvement questions, you can join the conversation one eight seven seven. MPB ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org and if you can't stay around for the entire show this morning we do rebroadcast every Saturday at 9 right before the Gestalt Gardener at 10 so um, good morning Jeff and Pam how are you guys doing today man I'm I'm doing great glad to be here yeah. Temperatures great outside. Got a little sunshine going. I was going to ask you. This is like perfect builder this weather. This is
2: Perfect contractor weather.
1: It's not too. Um, uh, it's, it's nice in the morning, and it doesn't get extremely hot in the afternoon. That's right. Uh,
2: we've got a house, close, and it it never ever fails. Um, we 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 have a house that is so close to being done. The homeowner, the new homeowners, all excited. They want to move in next Friday. Uh, yard's going in today. Appliances going in tomorrow. Uh, we're doing all the little finish touches and, and then, you know, we've got rain
1: tomorrow. Uh, see, so yeah, it's, it's coming. <laughs> I mean, it's,
2: you know, you're sitting on the edge of your seat and you just want to make sure that you get this house done so you can get the family in there and move to the next one. So.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, probably, um, you, I know you've done it a lot, but pretty anxious when you get as close as you are, but to, but you can't hand over the keys just it's yet. It's
2: really, yeah, I mean, everyone, when it gets down to this, to this um, time right now, everyone has to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Every little bitty thing has to fall
1: into place, so hopefully that will happen because you don't want to get those calls after you hand over the keys no (laughs) Pam how are you doing this morning
3: I'm fantastic just Did excited I, to be here. Thanks so much for the invitation.
1: Am I saying your last name right? Pibus? You
3: really are. That's amazing. That's why That's we nice. call it Inspect It Like a Girl and not Pibus Inspection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you are here um, ASHI certified. Before we go any further, what 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 does that alphabet suit mean?
3: That's uh, American Society of Home Inspectors. And if you're going to be a home inspector in the state of Mississippi, you have to be ASHI certified. Okay. So you have to pass one of their tests and take one of their courses. So that's how you get licensed in the state of Mississippi. You also have to have errors and emissions insurance.
2: Now, it hasn't always been like that. No. When when we first started inspecting homes, couldn't anybody do it?
3: Oh, Pawpaw could just have a (laughs) uh, notebook and come on out there and tell you what's going on. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, that's changed. It changed, in, and I could have my dates wrong. I think it was in 2002 when the legislature that oh, right. that came in. About the Mississippi Real Estate Commission said we need to do yeah. something to kind of police this uh, organization and these folks. And so that's how I got into it. There was an article in the paper, and my mother read it. And she was like, you know, Pam, you could do that.
1: Because <laughs> you guys uh, inspected like a girl uh, from wrong, 2003?
3: 2003 is when I started, and then I started hiring um, other inspectors in 2010. Okay. So I did it by myself for about seven years, and then Pammy got tired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you needed some help.
3: Those attics are hot.
2: Yes, they are. And, and the it, roofs are steep. And
3: they're steep. And uh, Pammy just got tired, so I started hiring folks. And I'm real fortunate. I've got a couple of ladies working for me. Um, That are just fantastic. And people always ask, well, will inspect it like a girl, hire a man. I was like, if you'll wear the shirt, (laughs) yeah, I'll hire a man. If you'll inspect it like a girl, come on. Right.
1: Well, now, since we're talking about hiring, um, I do have to uh, take a pause. We have an MPB event coming up. Um, It's a Get to Work hiring event, November 20th, right here at uh, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You can visit our website, for more um details, we're gonna have people such as uh Milwaukee Tools, Brown Bottling Group, uh Ingro Shipbuilding, International Paper Meal, um Mississippi State Hospital, um, Airport Authority and other people who are um just trying to hire Mississippians. And so that's going to be happening November 20th um, at right here at MPB. And you can visit our website, mpbonline.org, um, for more details. And that leads me to, Pam, if um, people want to become home inspectors. I know you say you have to take the, um, uh, the certification test, have your uh, insurance. Um, is that about it? Just get your practice?
3: Unfortunately, that is right now. I've been talking with the Real Estate Commission about adding some type of training. Uh, my inspectors have to work with me uh, 6 to 9 months before i put them out there on their own but if you wanted to be a home inspector in the state of mississippi all you got to do is have a high school diploma okay pass the 60 hour take the 60 hour class and pass the exam and get your ENO. and And the problem with that is that there's not adequate training. So you can have somebody that was selling insurance last year be a home inspector the next, next year. Yeah, and what yeah. do they know? That's I right. mean, what do they know and, about
2: and, that? And, you know, that, that, that brings up a good point, Pam, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, the buyer, typically you work for the buyer. Typically, yes. Typically. I'm Mm -hmm. speaking from the builder, okay? The builder goes through various inspections, foundation, uh, our our plumbing, our framing, our mechanicals, and then we get what's called a CO, which is a Certificate of Occupancy. At that point, we have built the home to the minimum standards by that particular county, city, uh, building codes that that that's all that all those inspections that's all it means okay then the buyer a lot of times this is a um it could be a nerve-wracking experience for the buyer definitely you know j- just like i described when we opened up uh i've got a week what is today the sixth we're closing on the 15th so how many days is that 11 or something, if my math is right. Yeah. So I've got 11 days to finish this house. So the buyer, even though, even though I have all of my inspections except for that last one, which is going to be the CO, the certificate of occupancy, the buyer is sitting there saying, Well, I wonder if this is right. Is that right? Yeah. Or is that wrong? That's where Pam comes in and, and works for the, the buyer, making sure that not only did we meet the minimum building, Requirements, but all the other things are what they're supposed to be. the The garage door is opening properly.
1: Yeah, so, in I'm, layman's terms, Pam, what would you be looking for? Like if when uh, Jeff finishes and it's your turn to come in.
3: Well, I love what Jeff said because um, the builders and listen, my daddy was a builder. I love builders. A lot of them hate me.
1: <laughs> Can we just say they're sensitive? <laughs> yeah.
3: They're real sensitive about inspecting like a girl, and that's okay. But I love builders. I love sub- subcontractors. And I tell my buyers all the time, your builder didn't build this house. That's right. Your builder managed the subcontractors who built this house. That's right. And they're not watching them 100% of the time. And so what we do, we're not like your. and I think there's a misunderstanding between a code inspector and a third-party residential home inspector. Mm -hmm. The code inspector is watching, and Jeff did a great job of describing, what they're doing is they're watching as everything's being put in place. And I have a lot of these code inspectors on speed dial. (laughs) Because if I come across something, I'm like, what were they thinking when they did that? I'm going to call and ask, right. can you help me understand why this is done this way? And a lot of times, once I have that understanding, I'm like, okay. And then what I want to do is I want to be the buffer between the builder and the buyer. And I think what we do well at Inspect It Like a Girl is we communicate well with our clients. And we want to put them at ease because they are. They're real nervous. That's right. And, it, that, and you know, and they, they just it's a everybody, for whatever reason, social media feeds this too. it's a conspiracy. Exactly. <laughs> right. And right. I, I really don't think that, that that builder woke up this morning wanting to screw you over. Yeah. I really think what happens is that we're dealing with people and let's give everybody an opportunity to, you know, and, and I tell my clients all the time, I'm going to write this up and then you talk to your builder. And let's just see what the solution. You know, let's come up with a solution.
2: Exactly, and that is so so important that the home inspection. I love a home inspection. I, I I honestly love a home inspection. I want I want a third party come in looking at my product. It actually puts a stamp on your work. It's it's it absolutely does. And and, and look. I, we are we are nowhere near perfect. Uh, the home inspector is probably going to find something that I did that that we need to at least talk about. Um, maybe a very good reason. Uh, I, I'll give you a for instance. We we built um, two homes at Lake Caroline for Homes for Our Troops. That particular design um, that Homes for Our Troops designed was putting the washer and dryer in the middle of the, of the house. Well, in some, um, in some areas, you can run your dryer vent through the slab. <laughs> well, we can't do that
4: here. We no. better
2: not. <laughs> That's right. So we had to run our dryer vent. Um, we had to come out of the dryer. We took a 90. We went up the wall. We took another 90 to go outside. And that, that spec was about um, 40 feet, 40 to 50 feet in total, because each bend counts as 10 feet. Well, obviously, that does not meet building code. But the – the re- I'm making a point here. The reason we were able to do it, the manufacturer of the dryer – said that we could run that vent up to, I, I'm going from memory, I think 80 feet. So the manufacturer overrides building code. Oh. And it's very important that we know that because the building inspector will come in and say, hey, you can't do that. Um, but the manufacturer of the dryer said, yes, we can do that.
1: So, the that, to work properly. so
2: that supersedes the, the the building code,
3: right? And so your building a code inspector, who's working for the munis- municipality, mm-hmm. probably John Noble, if you were out in yeah, Lake yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would say, "Well, you can't do that." As a home inspector, what I would say is, you know, that's a pretty long run, and I would consider adding some type of a booster fan or consult manufacturer specifications. There you go. There you go. But we don't have any legislative authority. Like, I can't make Jeff do anything. Right. Now, the code inspector could, you know, because he's not going to give him a CO if he doesn't do it. But all I'm doing is pointing out, like, let me give you, talking about going through the attic, the funniest thing that these code inspectors are calling people to do is to take your bathroom vent fan through the roof. (laughs)
5: <laughs> now, well, the, code, in, in the
2: in the in the city we do that in the county we I don't. Know.
3: And the code says you're supposed to do that. Right. Well, I was actually talking to an electrician who put in one of these real high end vent fans in the bathroom. Now, the vent fan, people, everybody out there, you need to know, the vent fan is for moisture. It ain't for stinky. <laughs> okay. So we're trying to get the water content out of the bathroom. So let's do this. The code, which was written in New York, says we're supposed to put a vent on that and, ta- and cut a hole in our roof and run it out the roof. Well, let me tell you what happens here in Mississippi. That moisture that you're trying to get out of your bathroom gets about halfway up that vent, and it condensates and drips right back down on your fan and rusted out in about five years.
1: And, I, and I've and i seen that happen because we would spray the spray and turn the vent on <laughs> We weren't doing it properly.
3: Well, you're not getting anything out right. if you're adding 15, 25, 30. It looks like a freaking octopus up in the
5: attic. Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they thinking? So I will tell them, once you get your CO, I'd get a handyman up there. i cut that vent off. Put it now, about 18 inches above the um, insulation, you're good.
1: Yeah. All right. Now, it's time for take our first break. I'm, I'm really enjoying this talk because, uh, Pam, I didn't really know about the home inspection process. I didn't know if you guys could enforce things, but um, I'm learning a lot right now. So we're going to take our first break for the hour. We're going to um, continue talking with home inspector Pam Hybus about her work and um, how home inspectors um, are really there to, you know, make sure your house is just running properly, not to tattletale or to get anybody in trouble (laughs) so when we come back we want to hear from you 1-877-MPB-RING is that number 1-877-672-7464 for all your questions or comments if you um, recently had a home inspection tell us about that experience or just want to let us know what project you're working on Um, I'm Java Chapman filling in for Jason Klein this morning and we'll have more Fix It 101 after the break. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Java Chapman. Filling in for Jason Klein this morning with contractor Jeff Salmons from Houseworks and our guest for the hour, Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send us an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We have Jeff uh, here who can um, answer pretty much whatever home improvement question you got which is amazing to me and uh Pam Pibus, um I, do you, are you more than I don't want to say it wrong more than a home inspector are you a handy person also <laughs> cuz I'm cuz I'm not I, I I make the phone calls for everything
3: well I grew up with a daddy that built houses and renovated and if you remember Mississippi real log homes out on County Line Road, I uh, sure yes,
2: I, dude. I, remember I that. was
3: I, in the high school. I was selling log houses <laughs> really? out of that, yeah, and went to Madison Ridgeland High School and finished a very yeah. long time ago. <laughs> now, didn't
2: that, didn't didn't they move to uh, fifty five at some point?
3: Yeah, he was on uh, he was on fifty five, and then he moved it over there by the uh, North Park. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then he sold it. But I, we lived in a log house. That's yeah. how all this madness wow. started, out in <laughs> uh, out in Madison County. We yeah. were in Madison County when there wasn't a stoplight out there.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, wow. I, I I remember. Uh, gosh, I remember when when. Uh, the mall at County Line was not there. <laughs> that. And County
3: Line Road was dirt. That's right. And it was, it was gravel. And go down there to Mule Jail Road. Yes, you remember, I remember that.
2: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we, and, we and, just and went somewhere. We did. Admittedly,
1: <laughs> so it's, that's way past my time. Wild, wild, I mean, uh, North Park has always been in my in my area.
3: <laughs> well, to answer your question, I am a licensed contractor in the state of Mississippi as okay. well. Yeah, now I'm not going to do what Jeff does because I don't have that much patience.
1: <laughs> but I will say, I will say, you uh, being a licensed That's contractor a um, is different than what you said, where somebody could be selling insurance uh, one year and now be a home inspector. You have a, you can see things from from all well, sides. When
3: I got started in this thing, I was like, um, I felt like new houses needed to be inspected, and I would go to these people, you know, real state agents, and they looked at me like I had four heads. I just thought that was the crap. And I was like, have you met the guy that set the toilet? You really need to get those houses inspected. But back in 2003, they just weren't doing That's it.
2: That's right. That's
3: right. And so um, it's it's kind of evolved uh, to where... Um, do it, but in the state of Mississippi, and I think this is nuts, too, and I'm probably going to get myself in a lot of trouble saying this. That's fine. <laughs> um, but I stay in trouble. You know, the thing about inspecting like a girl is I got this huge target on my back because <laughs> we're real visible. But in the state of Mississippi, the contractors board, when the legislation started, they wanted home inspectors that were going to inspect new construction to have a contractor's license, and I think that's ridiculous. Um, And the reason I think it's ridiculous is because even code inspectors who work for municipalities don't have a contract. All they have to do is pass ICC and a residential home builder. And I think that's fair. I think if third-party inspectors can inspect houses, if they do the same thing the code inspectors do. But what you have to do now in the state of Mississippi, which I don't think is a bad thing, for a contractor to get their license, and I think, Jeff, you'll have to help me with this, Two or three, four years ago, they added business law. That's right. And so why does a home inspector have to know business law? (laughs) (laughs) Good point. You know, and so I've gone to the Real Estate Commission, and I've said, what you're doing is you're eliminating good inspectors who can't pass a business law test but can pass an ICC test and a residential home builder test. You're eliminating good inspectors, and what you're then doing is you're penalizing the public. Because the consumer doesn't is the one who suffers because there are not enough inspectors who are certified to do new construction.
1: Now, when we come, we're going to take this uh, phone call from Paul in Olive Branch, but we're also going to talk about what a consumer, what a um, a buyer or a homeowner can do, I guess, maybe to prepare for uh, for a home inspection, if if there's such a thing. But let's talk to Paul in uh, Olive Branch. Good morning, Paul.
0: Hey, how are you? I I was going to ask the home inspector if she was a licensed contractor, and as I turned it back on and I was put on hold, I heard her answer that same question. (laughs) And, yeah, I am also. I'm a licensed contractor. I inspect in Mississippi and in Tennessee. In Tennessee, you don't have to be a licensed contractor to inspect new homes. I kind of agree with what you were saying as far as this little overkill. I have my own ideas as to why I think they – make you become a licensed contractor because it's kind of like the doctor's going against the doctor and they may feel that the doctor's not going to say anything against the doctor and maybe a builder won't say anything against the builder. My feeling is... Well, okay, yeah, well, I... Well, go ahead.
2: I don't, I don't think you have to be a licensed contractor in the state of Mississippi to be a home inspector.
3: Not to be yeah. a home inspector, but to inspect new construction.
2: Oh, you have to be a licensed contractor to inspect new construction? Right, yeah. So okay. the
3: consumer, what they'll do, and, and the Mississippi Real Estate Commission ask, like, my license number is NH0204. And so that means I'm new home certified. Other home inspectors, if it's just a number without the NH, that means that they are not qualified, not I shouldn't say qualified. I think they're qualified, <laughs> but they're not uh, allowed or licensed to do new construction in the state of Mississippi. Okay,
2: I didn't. I, well, I, we learn something
1: new all the time. There we go. So, you have anything else, Paul?
0: Uh, no, I just I was going to say, as far as I agree with, or as far as inspecting new homes, I think it's more important to inspe- have a new home inspector for two reasons. Number one, you're buying. In my eyes, you're buying a new Mercedes. Most people are spending two, three, four hundred thousand dollars on a home, and if you go and you plunk down that kind of money on a Mercedes, and it's got a drip of oil coming from it, it's got a tear or a scratch, and the the, the, the dealer says, "I ah, don't worry about it." And that's not right. And um, there's no such thing as a perfect home. But after you get the home inspection and the buyer goes ahead and does their walk through with the builder and we go through and we look for all the t's that don't get crossed and all the all the i's that don't get dotted and what i mean by that is the caulk that's missed on the window the mortar that's missed in the brick um an opening at the soffit and the roof that allows pest intrusion it's all those little things that when somebody goes to sell a home a brand new home in four or five years. And then they have a regular home inspection and it comes back with rotted wood here and rotted wood there and pest intrusion. It's like, this is a brand new home. How does that happen? Well, that's where the home inspector comes through and really, I'm really critical on new homes. Builders like she just said, they don't like to see me coming. Um, But it gives them an opportunity to go ahead and, and fix what Like she said, again, the subcontractors are the one that's doing it. They're not watching them. They're just seeing the nice wrapping paper and the nice bows on the house, and we look beyond the wrapping paper and the bows. And the second point is the builder has to warranty that house only for a year. So he's looking for day 366 after he closes, where the old adage with our cars with the 50,000-mile warranties, it breaks down at 50,001. And the dealer says, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have to fix it, or we're not responsible for it. So it's really just just holding the builder accountable to make sure that what he is selling, that things that people don't look for, that we as home inspectors do, get done and get done properly so that Five years down the road, if you sell your house, you're not going to have the rotted wood, hopefully.
3: But you know, Paul, something that um, that you said that, <clears throat> and of course, you know, you're talking to the daughter of a, of a builder. <laughs> and I really think, and I know builders may be surprised in hearing me say this, I think most of them will do the right thing.
2: Oh, absolutely. You
3: know, I think, yes. and, and really, no,
2: no doubt in my mind. a
3: good builder is going to be available after that year, well, think, because they think, because guess what, your name's on the line, right? Think about
2: think about how how we make a living. Exactly. Uh, I'm I'm and I'm 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 gonna brag just for a second. I'm past president of of uh, Home Builders in Jackson, and I I don't know I don't know a builder personally that. Gets up in the morning and says, you know what, I'm going to cut this corner right here. I know here. how to so <laughs> No, no, not at all. They, they, and, and again, I welcome home inspectors, um, uh, customer walkthroughs. I, I, I want my product put under that microscope. Um, this is how we make a living. You know, I want my buyer saying, uh, you know, talk to, talk to, I love my builder. I would recommend my builder. Th- that's what I want my buyer saying. Yeah. Well, now, that's what
3: I want my clients saying. Exactly. You want to use that, inspect it like a girl. i tell you something it, that's, that's kind of crazy about all of this is that, and I love Jeff's attitude and. If if we could communicate more between the inspector community just and the builder community, yes. it's, it's a team sport, dude. It's not we're not out well, to get I, each other. <laughs> I
2: would this I I would love to make one recommendation, but I think the buyer is nervous of what mm-hmm. I'm about to say. The buyer hires Pam. Well, my first thing when the buyer says, "Hey, I'm going to get a home inspection." Great. Who are you using? Well, I'm using inspect it like a girl. Great. Well, the next thing I want to do as the builder, I want to be there with the home inspector, not to influence them in any way, shape or form, but just if they have a question, I'm the builder. I'm the one that built the machine. Let's communicate at that meeting. I think the report ends up being a better report at the end of the day for the buyer. Now, the problem on the buyer side, and Pam, you can tell me if I'm true when I'm about to say, I don't think the buyer wants us there because there could be some. Turmoil, well, collusion. Yeah, <laughs> it's what, a,
3: what's a conspiracy. The word? What's the well, word? It's, conspiracy. It's a conspiracy that you guys just, are working against the well, buyer. Yeah, to and cut so. the
1: corner and and maybe raise the cost or you know. Well, for
2: instance, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a perfect example. I had one of my houses inspected, not by Pam, um, and there happened to be a breaker that was turned off. Well, unfortunately, that particular breaker um, operated the microwave, the wine chiller, the ice maker, and I think the receptacle's in the kitchen. Well, when when the home inspector got there, none of that worked. So what did the inspector put in the report?
3: None of it worked. None of it worked.
2: worked. Okay, what did that tell the buyer? I got to go get new stuff. My stuff is broken. My stuff is broken. (laughs) My stuff is broken. Now, the buyer's sitting here saying... Man, this isn't good. Well, and I understand why the home inspector didn't flip the breaker. That's not their job and and we don't want them doing that. But if I if I would have been there, I could have flipped the breaker, figured out what was going on. Remember, I built the machine, right? I could have flipped the breaker and then maybe we wouldn't have that in the report. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. Well,
3: one of the things that I do when I get on site if I always know if there's no power at something, there's a breaker off somewhere. Probably. So the first thing I'm going to do is get on the phone and call my office and say, you need to get a hold of these folks. Something's off over here. Yeah. And get it turned on before I leave because that, I don't want to spend time that, writing it up. And
2: that's the difference. <laughs> and that's the difference, Java, in a in a very good thorough home inspection and one that just writes up, it didn't work. It didn't, yeah. Now, who, who did that benefit? Everybody. No, no. Who did it benefit when when the inspector wrote up that it didn't work? Nobody. It, it didn't benefit yeah, you know. <laughs> anyone. It just makes because, everybody mad. Because it was not inspected. Uh-huh. Was was it inspected? Uh uh-uh. uh No, it, it was, was not inspected. It was basically looked
1: at.
3: <laughs> so. Oh, it happens all the time. I know. It? Because, and I'll tell you, I had a this is years ago. I had a builder tell me I was doing some commercial work up in Greenwood. <laughs> And he said they left a job site and somebody had installed an oven and left the breaker on and the oven caught on fire and, t- and burned the entire place down. Oh wow! So breakers are off in new construction because that builder, right. you got 10 other people that are going to be working on that circuit, putting stuff in. So I understand that stuff is off. So when I show up. Okay, something's off, I call the office, they call the builder, the builder says it's okay to turn it on, I turn it on, I inspect it, and then I turn it off.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: perfect. Well, a what lot like, of times, Pam, it, it's it's a good idea. I, we, we have water cutoffs in every new house.
3: Mm-hmm. I cut the water off. Cut the water off. It can happen. The biggest enemy of a house is what? Water. Water. <laughs>
1: Water. I've been i I've been here almost three years. I Jeff has said that on more than one occasion. It's time for another break. Um I'm sitting here with Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Pam Pibus, Home Inspector from Inspect It Like a Girl. We have some callers on the line that we will get to after this break. Um, we have Buddy and Natchez, Tyler and Jackson. I want to make sure you guys hang on the line. Don't go anywhere. And if you want to join the conversation, one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464 or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And I promise when we come back, uh I see Lisa's jumping on the line. I'm gonna try to get Pam to uh tell us about something strange she might have seen at somebody's house and just it just boggled your mind like this is this happened? We'll see if we can get one of those stories out of Pam. So make sure you do stay tuned more fixit101 after the break. Jazz can be
5: just what the doctor ordered. Join me, Meredith Michelle, with WJSU's Evening Jazz, 7 to 10 weeknights on
1: MPB Music Radio.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio.
1: Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jabba Chapman here with uh, Jeff Salmons from Houseworks and Pam Pibus, A-S-H-I. And
3: did you say Ashy? Ashy. Ashy. Yeah. American Society of Home Inspectors.
1: <laughs> Ashy Certified Home Inspector Pam Pibus from Inspect It Like a Girl. I really like their name. Inspect It Like a Girl. And when you hire a guy, you have to like just throw like if his name is Bob. Inspect It Like a Girl. And Bob. And
5: Bob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Let's talk with Tyler from Jackson. Uh, good morning, Tyler. Good
6: morning, sir.
4: Um, I know I'd heard uh, Dale before talk about uh, like instant hot water, like if it on your uh,
6: hot water faucet. It's hot
4: water.
1: I was wondering how do you how do you accomplish that? Instant hot um, water.
2: Well, you. Uh, you can buy a device that mounts under your kitchen sink. Is normally where you would put them, and um, it it would it's it's not going to come through your existing faucet. It's a it's a separate device that will give you instant hot water.
0: Oh, okay. I, I was under the impression like beyond your faucet. Okay.
2: Not that I'm a I'm not aware I know, of that maybe. product. Yeah. No, I'm not, not at all.
4: So what he was talking about was just something some other. Other, uh, yeah, it, well,
2: it, it's called instant hot water. You can get them at your big box stores. You can get them at your plumbing supply houses. You would uh, just
3: reroute from your cold. Well, I guess you used your hot water line. I don't know. But then it's it's almost like a filter underneath yeah, it's, the sink.
2: It's, a, it's its own little self-contained hot water heater. All um, right. So. And it have to be electric. And it's good for a cup of tea, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not,
1: we're not washing dishes with this. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for calling in, Tyler. Let's go ahead and stay on the line and talk with uh, Buddy from Natchez. Good morning, Buddy.
6: Good morning. I just had two things that I was going to comment about that uh, I ran into. Go ahead. Well, I had a neighbor that had a house built, had a really fine, nice-looking house. And about the second day, he asked me if I could come over there and light his water heater for him. He just could not find a place to light it. Well, I went in there and found the thing that was underneath some stairs. It was an electric water heater, and they had not even run a wire to it. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. So I went ahead and I had to run the wire and hook everything up for him, and he got hot water. Well, about the second year he was there, he had said something about the upstairs. Just didn't seem to cool like it should in the yeah. summertime.
2: And, and I no insulation. And
6: looked and found that there was no cover on the air handling unit. It was circulating air inside the closet. That yeah. was all. There wasn't anything going out the ducts. We yeah. couldn't find a cover, so I had to make a cover for the thing. And all of that should have been caught before the people ever packed up their trucks and left.
3: Well, it depends on where you are. I mean, these rural areas. There aren't any inspectors. You know, the state of Mississippi says we're and, supposed to have them.
2: <laughs> no, that is something we have been fighting at oh. Home Builders Association for many, many years. Um, and it, it's, it's, it, it, it raises our, I'll tell you what it does, uh, it raises our insurance rates. <laughs> uh, because we have counties inside Mississippi that do not require Home ins- home um, code, code en- enforcement code enforcement so, and so
3: that's when I get a phone call to go out to the woods to inspect something I just know I'm gonna be there a while.
2: Well, hey, Leake County, Leake County borders Madison County. You do not have to have your home inspected if you live in Leake County.
3: Yeah, and I've I've spent and it's hours wrong. at it's houses. Wrong. Out there, yeah, it's it's unfortunate.
1: So if you if you had something, I guess maybe kind of what Buddy was saying, something that you just some strange, what, what have you seen, Miss Pam?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, the scariest thing was a mancoon cat in an attic one time. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you never know what's in uh, those critters attics. getting
3: critters getting attics. And let me say something about new construction too, because growing up in it, and Jeff knows this, and the buyer seems to think it's a conspiracy, but every new house leaks. There's going to be a water event at some point in time in that new construction because you've got 100 people coming and going. And what happens is that the builder knows that's going to happen. They get it fixed. They take care of it. And you just move on. But if a buyer finds out, all of a sudden it's a conspiracy. And I got mold. And I got all these problems. and. You know, and we're like, no, every house leaks. Yeah, it just—it's just part of it.
1: It's not just yours.
3: (laughs) And something, Jeff. I don't know if you're doing this on your high-end houses. I think every house. You know, I just think putting water heaters and air conditioners in the attic is the dumbest thing ever. But we do that here.
2: We do that here.
3: And so those pans. Now they've got these wonderful devices. If those pans get water in them, you can even put it on your phone. Yep, it's a fun little app that will yep. tell you ah, there's water <laughs> in the pan. Shut everything off. And I would, if I had a house like now, I live my house built fifty eight. Jeff knows he did some work on it years ago. My hot water heater is hanging on the wall outside. Yep, I had an instant put in. I have an air conditioner that's in a closet. But if those were in the attic. I'd get me one of those devices that turns everything off once the water starts That's flowing. Right. It's a lot cheaper to do that than live in a hotel and redo all my floors. You, you can
2: you can mount, and they're very inexpensive. You can mount a limit switch in, in, your, in your drain pan, and uh, it, it's, it's just exactly what it says. It's a limit switch. It's got a float on it. When that pan starts filling up with water, the limit switch cuts that unit off. Oh, So when you go to your thermostat and turn your air on and it doesn't come on, wait a minute, we've got a problem. Let's start investigating. You go up in the attic, my pan's full of water, there's a problem. There's
3: a problem. And you can do those on water heaters, too.
2: You can do them on water heaters. They have them for washing machines. Uh, There's a lot we can do to keep water from, from... Ruining your 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 home,
1: and these yeah. are these are separate like little gadgets that go onto the device.
3: Yeah, and you can I mean you can research them now. We get I get emails about them all the time about these things, but just just preventative something yeah. that you can do to prevent an issue. Well,
1: that leads us to our little um um uh, ask ask that we're um asking our listeners to participate in. We want to know um, what smart home devices are you using in your home? Um, in this app will fall right in line. So if you have something like that um, that you use, um, it may make a nice Christmas gift for grandma or something so she can know when she's getting some water somewhere. Because it's uh, <laughs> only going to
3: leak when you go on vacation. You That's
1: know that, right? right. That's right. <laughs> so email email us at fixit101 at org and let us know about those smart home devices and um, what you are using at your house. Let's go back to the phones and let's talk to Lisa in Strayhorn. Uh, good morning, Lisa. How are you?
5: Oh, I'm fine. How are you?
1: Oh, we're doing okay this morning. What do you have for us?
5: Well, first off, the people who are allegedly plumbers won't be and foot on the property again under penalty of death. I missed that. Did you yeah, say oh, the, pl- the the, the plumbers? plumbers? Yeah. Well, if you want to call them that. But, uh, anyway, my cousin got all new water lines underneath her mobile home, and they used that shark bite material. You know, it's a shark bite. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to have to extend. The water line. What, yeah, the, they they never hit, they never hooked it up because there was no tub there. But I'm gonna have to extend the lines over to where the faucet's gonna be on the tub. And I know there's specialized tools involved. And it's going to be a standard faucet. So what am I gonna have to do to, to do this? So what's
1: your what's your what's your what's your question again, uh, Lisa?
5: Um, how do you how do you um how do you work with SharkBite because it's, it's different technology? I, I know I need specialized tools because I'm gonna have to lengthen the lines to go to the faucet because they're not going to they're not going to reach the faucet and then put those lines up to a standardized faucet. So I just need the tools.
1: And is this this is a mobile home?
5: Yes, and it's all Shark Bite. Mm.
1: Um, we wow. might have to throw this one out to the um, to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a stump panel in here uh, this morning, I Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean. You got all
2: the water lines replaced in your home. Is that what I'm understanding?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They use a lot of water lines.
2: I mean, why did uh, you get everything replaced?
5: Oh, because uh, my her nep- well, my nephew, her son lived there in a and trashed the joint. And it was just easier just to redo everything. I got, and try you. To find I got you. I got you. I got you.
3: You know what I would do is probably on something, because I really am not familiar with the product, is, um, and I know this is going to sound funny google (laughs) and youtube and see what they're saying about and i've done that i work on my lawnmower every now and then and i'll just have to watch a youtube video on how to do it youtube university (laughs) yeah i'll tell you something though i i tried doing plumbing A couple of years ago, and a hammer is not an appropriate (laughs) material. But I got so mad, I just got a hammer and hit it, and that just—it really didn't go well. It went downhill from there.
2: Lisa, Lisa, plumbing is not something that we just started doing. I would, first of all, I would want—I would use PEX, and I'm assuming that's what they've used is PEX. There's a fitting that comes off your faucet that's got threads on it. Uh, you have a feed line to your faucet. Um, it's it should not be complicated at all to hook this stuff up.
3: I know the tool for that PEX because I just went and bought it myself because I'm still ridiculously right. stupid on work on my own plumbing. But those things are not cheap. No, I think it's it not. was like a hundred bucks just for that yeah, crimping tool for the,
2: for the crimping tool.
1: But that's definitely what you want to use opposed to that shark bite well sorry um i I don't know if we just really kind of helped you out this morning Lisa um but just like Pam was saying um Google and YouTube can be an an awesome resource I said earlier in the show and I've said it once before i'm I'm not really that handy but with YouTube and google i I can I can do some things um let's stay on the phones and let's talk with Roger from Florence uh Roger good morning
4: good morning. One item that you haven't mentioned that I think I've been told is not an uncommon thing. My son bought a fine house from a fine first owner after, oh, I don't know, six or eight years, I guess, of uh, of the house. Everything looked good. He started having, within a few years, a stain in the ceiling over the bathroom and stuff like that. Had roofers come in, never could find anything, and finally... He did what somebody else should have done years ago, go up in the attic, check the condenser of pan under the air conditioner, uh, evaporator coils, trace the drain out, see where it goes. And he found the end of the PVC pipe about a foot from the corner where the roof hits.
2: The- yep. Before, mm-hmm.
4: and it just was draining. Whenever it did have enough to drain, it drained right on the insulation and dried on, eventually got through, and that's not easy to see. And so somebody has to crawl up in the attic when they're inspecting, and, I, boy, I'm really enjoying this program because you got a sharp shooter on that home <laughs> inspector. She's great. And we, oh, well, thank we, you. We need a lot of those, <laughs> and I'm ashamed of our legislature for making it well, a little bit more, well, anyway, I, I like your comments on that. Maybe that'll go somewhere. But anyway, that's my, That's. I have a lot of other things i like to say, but you're about to run out of time. But comment on that general subject, would you? the, that's a detail, but it's real important.
3: Yeah, Roger, I, I really appreciate you calling and talking about that. Um, we use, and I was the first home inspector in the state of Mississippi to use, or at least in the, in our area, to use thermal imaging. And that thermal camera um, is really, it's not a silver bullet, but it's a great tool. So in the case of that situation with your son, we would have been able to locate where that water was hitting with that thermal camera, and then we could research by going up in the attic. We do try to locate where those drip lines are coming out, um, but it is difficult. And we're not going to dig through the insulation to look for it, but we will follow it as far as we can to see if it's coming out. But like I said, that thermal camera it'll tell you. And Jeff was talking about this earlier. (laughs) You know, if you want to make a lot of money, get into uh, invent a a roof boot that doesn't deteriorate in the sun. (laughs) Right. Because every five years, between the sun and the squirrels, they're gonna chew it up. Yeah. So and but there's an easy five dollar solution. A little sleeve that's that you right. can put down sure on can. the top of it. I yep. mean, just fantastic material. But roofs, people think a roof doesn't leak in the shingle. No, it leaks Very, at the flashing. That's
2: right. <laughs> it, it, it's going to leak at a penetration. It's going to leak in a valley. Um, I, you know, I, I, I drive down the road all the time, and I, I'll see pine needles gathered in the valley. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a leak because the water cannot leave the house fast enough. So, you know, doing some home maintenance, there's uh, there's a lot to be said with that. Getting your home inspected, you know, every four or five years, I think that is very valuable.
1: Now, Pam, and, as a home inspector, what will you, I think you just maybe said that you won't get into the insulation to look for that, what was that, that leak? Right. What, so what, what, I guess... Won't you do? And when you do go to a home, what are you looking at? What are you looking for?
3: Well, that's a big question. We don't have enough time to get into <laughs> all of it. But let's just say this. We are um, – I have made it my job to go above my standards to offer the consumer the best inspection possible. And we will do everything we can to communicate with everybody. I think communication is a big deal here. It is.
2: It, 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 absolutely.
3: You know, and I mean, if I find out that a builder has a problem with me, I'll call them. Help me understand what the problem is and how can we find a sure. solution. If I have an agent, you know, realtors that are upset with us, I'll call them or I try to. But a lot of times what happens is that there's a lot of complaining going on and nobody's telling us what the problem is. Right.
2: Well, first of all, everyone has to understand what Pam's job is. Yeah. Pam's job is not... And I'm going I'm to break it down so simple. Pam walks over to the light switch and turns the light switch on, and light does not come on. Pam's job is not to figure out why, why? the light didn't come on. <laughs> Her job is to determine, did the light come on or did the light not come on? The light did not come on. Her job is not to replace the bulb. Or check the loose wire behind the switch. That's what everyone has to understand. That's why I said at the beginning of the program, let the home inspector and the seller, or the home inspector and the
1: builder, work
2: do that together.
1: Because on all the um, um, uh, uh, information I saw about the home inspector, um, the it is suggested that the home owner or buyer should be there
3: oh yeah we we almost insist that they come now what we do ask is if they come at the end you know and i love jeff's suggestion but the only thing i would add to that if you could come at the end because the processes or the process i was trying to use a big word and it didn't come out very good
1: <laughs> it's in a dictionary yeah
3: somebody looked that one up for me I, that, that didn't go across okay what i'm trying to do <laughs> Break it it
2: down to something I can understand.
3: I am, like when I walk into that house, I'm looking at it as I walk up to it. And then when I walk in, I'm turning on lights. I'm checking to see if there are faults. I'm running water. I'm filling the water up to the overflows. I've got my phone going with timers on. And let me tell you, sometimes it don't work. And I, I, you know, I mean, we make mistakes. One of my inspectors the other day, bless her heart, she broke a plate. At a seller's house, mm. and she sent me the photo, and I was like, "Well, stupid plate," but <laughs> we we replaced the plate. I mean, that we broke it, so we'll fix that. Things but happen. Things it just happens. But what we're trying to do is, I've got all this stuff going on, and then at the end, I want to, I want the homeowner or the home buyer to feel confident about the information that they're getting. So we're known for spending 30 to 45 minutes just going over what we just did the previous three hours. because And then what we want to do is help them understand, now this is a general maintenance issue. The house is 25 years old. You know, you probably want to stay on top of this. or. You probably want to get this fixed.
1: Now, Pam, we've we enjoyed you this one. I want you to give a website if somebody wants to get in touch with you.
3: Uh, InspectItLikeAgirl.com.
1: Simple. <laughs> and don't, don't forget Bob. Oh, and Bob. Right, and Bob. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and Think Radio and is funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. I'm Java Chapman filling in for Jeff Simmons. want to say thank you to Kevin Farrell for running the boards and Liz Gill for handling the phones. For Jeff and our guest, Pam Pibus, I'm Java Chapman. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Jay White. Also, join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fixing 101 only on MPB Think Radio.